all started with my father-in-law. I was just two years married. I had a small baby who was just two years old. And uh, my father, mother-in-law had gone on a small vacation to attend the wedding. And uh, my father-in-law was staying with me. Every night, the bed used to get wet with blood. So it was quite shocking because my mother-in-law had not told me anything. Nor did my husband know about it. So uh, when my mother-in-law came back, I asked her, "What does he have spines?" She said, "No, he doesn't have spines." The doctor, I gave him some uh, medicine so that he could pass his stool well. So I said, "No, oh, this seems to be quite serious. So we need to go to the doctor." So we went to Arogya Nidhi, and he was around 60. We went to Arogya Nidhi, and we got his test done. And uh, then they found out he had anus cancer. So he was admitted to Tata. There we met Doctor Doctor Dusuza, and Doctor Dusuza said that he has needs to be operated. So that time Tata did not have any OPD. You know, it, it had only OPD. It didn't have the segregation of paid patients and non-paid patients. Mm. So I sleep my daughter at uh, Vadala. And go to Tata Hospital to attend to my father-in-law and my mother-in-law. So what we used to do is, once we go for an X-ray, when by then their turn comes, I used to run to the next uh, this you know uh, dispensary to see that that to just catch up with the line because the line the queue used to be really very long, and you know used to take almost the whole day. So like that, we went for a week and got all his tests done. It was proved that he had anus cancer, so he had to get operated by Doctor Dushuza. So during that time, my husband complained that he was passing stools very often. So when I came back home, I took him to the uh, family doctor, and he gave prescribed the medicine. And he used to drive all the way to Pandil every day. In the evening, he couldn't. There was so much pressure. So when he used to call me and tell me, you know, open the door because I need to go. So he used to, you know, pass tools, and this became very often. So we went to a homeopathic doctor, not knowing that he would, you know, it would be very serious. At the same time, he had to go to visit my father-in-law and sleep there in the night at Tata Hospital because my father-in-law got operated. And after a few weeks, two weeks, I think we came back home. And my father-in-law went to. They, we were staying separately. My mother-in-law and father-in-law used to stay in Ashapari Hospital. We were staying in Andheri. So during that time, when we had this, I had a friend of mine, Dr. Seema Punjab, who is an anesthetist. She said, um, and we were also new to this building, and they, her husband is a pathologist. But get a stool tested, stool and urine. At the same time, we have a friend called Dr. Samir Pare. At uh, Nair Hospital, and we will do the endoscopy. So he got his endoscopy done, and my brother had gone with him because during that time, the same time, I had a cyst in my fallopian tube, and I had to go and uh, meet the gynecologist for it. And the gynecologist's brain was thoroughly brainwashed me that it could be cancerous, and I will have to remove your uterus. So be prepared. So in the meantime, my brother went with my husband and got his endoscopy done. 
and uh, it was detected that he had colon cancer. So we went back to Tata Hospital, Dr. Dushulta. My husband was a six-footer. He had broad shoulders and he had a V-shaped body. He was a very health-fit person. And he used to go for 18 rounds of swim in the uh, pool every day in the morning. Sundays, he used to go for a run to the beach. And in case after coming back, he, if, if I have to look after my daughter, I get up late. He used to play badminton in the building. So we're very active. At, and we are pure vegetarians, Tambrams, who don't eat non-veg at all. Dr. D'Souza, when he first saw him, wanted to know whether he has eaten raw meat. So red meat, sorry. So we said, no, we are vegetarians, we don't eat. So have you ever eaten? He said, no, I'm not eating non-veg. And what about your smoking and drinking? He said, I used to smoke in the beginning, and now I don't, and nor do I drink. And that's uh, how, so he was surprised that colon cancer usually erupts when people eat red meat too often. So that is what he said, but it had to happen. So now, since he was a swimmer and he didn't want to give up his this, uh, he was admitted in the hospital, not knowing that things would be very grave. My friend Seema, who was an anesthetist, she came along with me and got him admitted. And he was feeling very bad about it. But since my father-in-law had come out of the whole thing very well, he felt, okay, it may be just a small cancer and they didn't know much about it. But Seema did tell me about it and she told me that it was quite bad. And colon cancer means now they will have to cut. The doctor just told me in lay language that uh, you will have to cut the colon either if the colon doesn't uh, stretch and get, doesn't get stitched up, they will have to have a colostomy. This was very, very, you know, it was really shocking to me because this man wanted to go to swim and then we decided, okay, fine, let things happen the way it has to happen. So we decided on the operation day, and it was his birthday. It was on 23rd March. It was his birthday. So in the morning, everybody came, and we had not told this to my parents, not to his people, that he had cancer. He just said it's a small operation. So, so we also thought, like, my father-in-law, you know, had this. So probably it's just a smaller... My father, who was in the medical department, no doubt, in the railway, he suspected. He said, why did you go to Dr. D'Souza and to Tata? I said, since I knew him, and I know him so well, so I thought I could go to him and get a doctor. So now the thing was, we had to break this news to my parents and his family members. One day before, we said we have to go in for an operation because they have found something very grave. So he will have to undergo an operation, and this is on the 23rd. 23rd dawned, and he was like, he finished his prayers, he had a bath and all those things, and I was there staying in the hospital with him. And he started losing weight. So he was a little worried, you know, but he was losing a lot of weight. So anyway, 23rd, uh, my friend Seema also went along with him to the operation OT. And he got his pocket, it came out, he said he will be all right. And to his uh, this, he didn't have a colostomy, so he just stitched it up. So now, after a week, he came back home. And a week or two, he was fine. 
sit and he used to drive back to his office at Panwel. He though he had a driver, he liked to drive, so he was driving the car. And I used to tell Bahadur, okay, look after him. Give him his food on time and this and that and everything. But he never. His doctor had said not to eat spicy food. So anyway, we won't we wouldn't be eating very spicy food, but you know. Avoid some vegetables which are not good for him. So we see definitely he went with whatever that the doctor said. During that time, I was called by the um, by doctor, uh, one of the doctors who was looking after me, and uh, he told me, and Seema had come with me. The day he was called and he spoke to doctor, uh, I don't remember his name. Uh, the doctor said, "Yes, Takash, you are quite lucky. You are wearing a lovely shirt. I too have a shirt. Yes, I bought this color shirt, and I really love it. So that I don't know why it triggered me that there is something that he is trying to encourage him. So he just spoke to him and told him, 'See, this cancer is such a thing that you know you cannot trust the cancer. Uh, the cancer patient cannot be trusted with whatever happens.'" It can be fatal. It can be, you know, you can just go on for 15 years. But I would say that you be prepared for it, whatever, because he was just 36, and I was 34, and we just got married, you know, just three years of marriage. So then he said, uh, it is better to write a will and keep. Ask your wife also to write a will. Both of you will write a will and keep. And he said, write a will. It triggers. My God, we have seen in Hindi movies and all when the last minute they write their will, they call up the uh, lawyer and do all these things. So it, I was, it was quite frightening for me. So next day he called us again, and uh, he said, "Let him not come. You come along with your friend." So Seema and I went to him, and uh, he said, "Mrs. Prakash, it was around seven uh, o'clock in the evening. The full hospital was, you know." Uh, there was nobody in the hospital. The patients had all gone. So it was just empty. He told me he can he will live only for six months. Oh my God! That was like really I didn't know what to do. I just came out of the hospital, ran out of his room. I just screamed, and I was so upset, so upset. I didn't want to meet the doctor again because I said it cannot happen. He's so sick. He is a man who does exercise every day, and you know things are so good with him. Everything he's so so good in his job. He like he was working for Lubrizol, and uh, one of the uh, clients of Lubrizol saw him, took him to his factory, and he set up a factory, and he was the manager there of the factory. So like he and the boss set up the factory. And to such an extent, the uh, doctor was so happy that he said, "The house that you have, I don't mind paying dues for your house and finishing it off, and you, it is a gift from me to you." So he was working there. So he was wondering, you know, uh, how how things can work like this. So how can a man who's so healthy, who's so fit, and so bothered about his health and happiness? How can such a thing happen to him? I was so angry with God. Like I said, God, you cannot do that to him. We have just started our life, and we have so much. We have planned so much. So anyway, that got over. 
and uh, he started going to office and then uh, at the end of the year that was the 19 um, it was 1992 no 1991 probably i don't remember the date anyway so uh, he went out um, so he used to go to office and come back this was in march feb uh, march 23rd he got operated uh, april 2nd he was out of the hospital and april 4th was my daughter's birthday we had a small party and uh, we uh, we uh, we called very few friends and all because he didn't want people to see him because he was always very proud of his good health you know he didn't want people to see him in this state so anyway he was in bed for some time then he started going to office every alternate days he started going and during the month of december suddenly he got nodes on his stomach so my friend advised that we should go for a sonography and his stomach started bleeding so we have another friend we called him the gastroenterologist we called him and he used to draw water from his stomach so when his stomach bloats and he was a foodie he used to tell me keep cold coffee or bonita ready so that as the stomach receives i can drink something i can have something so he started he didn't eat anything much he used to drink liquid very little food and it was very painful to see him and the mirror that was there in the bedroom i covered it with a cloth saying that you're not supposed to see your reflection in the mirror so i covered it and then, you know there were things like working on me we had the ritual days jab in our house the priest used to come and he speak then we had somebody who came for you know reiki treatment then we had the magnetic therapy treatment like my friend said whatever you can do do it with him and this that he's going to he won't live for more than three months he didn't tell our family it was between me dr seema and her husband and my neighbor the neighbors were all so nice they helped me throughout because they felt i was young and i'm going through hardship seema looked after my daughter my daughter was there with along with her daughter and you know my neighbors they really they used to come back to me saying that you want some food you don't cook food but i never used to like to eat because my husband is not eating such a foodie that i'm going to make some nice food because i did make some nice food one day saying wow what an aroma but i can't eat it so i felt bad so i never sleep so whatever coffee tea or milk i used to live on that and i also lost a lot of weight because looking after him was really like sitting with him talking to him reading books for him and we uh, even spoke to people somebody told my father that there is a lady who makes a concoction in uh, some weird place in dahisar or something in a village and that concoction is very good because it is being prayed and you can give it to him so we had done that we had the magnetic therapy done all these things you know we said we would do our best somebody did suggest the urine therapy which he didn't like it and nodded i like it but he didn't know that he was going to live for a very short time and we had not told anything so the thing was eating within me because i was not able to bear it i wanted to share it with my family because they would also be on a shock under shock if they come to know so slowly seema was the one who broke this 
broke it up and she told them that you know this is what it is which may it may because cancer such a thing and during those days cancer was like you know one in hundred or one in thousands of people had it so she said it may be fatal but we are not sure but it could be so let's pray and hope that thing so people from my daughter school my daughter was going to nursery they were she goes to she was going to divine child and uh, these people came and uh, they prayed over him there were many people who prayed for him the, uh, the priest and his full this we had the missing days of for 15 20 days but somehow they didn't feel the good vibrations they felt it will not work so they stopped one neighbor very crude she came and told me cancer hai na to kya ho to mar jayenge wo to nahi rahenge it shocked me so much because instead of just healing being with me and supporting me through this it was really very i still remember the day i when the day she told me this i was very upset of course she was an illiterate person but did she know it was not her fault now when i think that i feel so okay she said what she wanted to say but my neighbors were so nice they looked up to me so well every night they used to come to me and ask me whether i've eaten do i want some help one neighbor was even ready to sleep out of my door so that he could be a guard to his house and my house we were such good people people were very good we had four doctors in our building so then this continued and the nodes started he started getting bloated in his stomach he did minus legs and it was really very bad that was the time we felt that he may not live so and his voice he pulled down so much and very soon it was holy time and holy was like we used to love playing holy so all our neighbors came they put color on him and you know we had a small pool party everybody came and we had a nice pool party very hardly ate they wanted to feed him you know with uh, puran poli and shrikhand and all which he ate very little he couldn't eat because his stomach was full bloated and the day passed on uh, 14th march night every time whenever he was he was under chemotherapy sometimes after his uh, rest and he was uh, ed- for the first chemotherapy he was uh, admitted in a hospital where it was like a dog in a leash because it the chemotherapy was just drop by drop so he had to stay for a week there and he had his side effects like you know vomiting losing hair and becoming weak during such time what happened there was a bombay bun and my sister in law's son had gone out and not returned home and he was very fond of him so what we did was he said i don't mind driving i will go to my sister's house and that was bombay bun so the i knew the police police commissioner so i spoke to him he said no it is not good to go out don't go out but i will send somebody to find the child so the thing was diverted so he felt otherwise he was to drive that day and he didn't have any strength to drive and and i was not that good in driving so i couldn't even help him but he was so upset he was so upset and that really weakened him you know and the boy was found he was at uh, some station and he was found no doubt so things just happened 
and there were some incidents he he was a twin he has a twin brother who used to visit him very often and uh, he used to say my if he comes my day is done he used to like my sister she was very you know uh, she was she was very humorous to him she say oh my god you have come i'm so happy that you have come and she used to sit and talk to him he wanted people whom he was very close to he wanted them to come because he didn't want any of my neighbors to see him because they would be shocked by his health you know and then soon on uh, march 14th night he started feeling sima used to give him chemotherapy in the house and whenever he had pain she used to come down and even in the mid- middle of the night she used to come and give him injections so that he would be relieved of pain the previous night before he passed away that is on the 12th he had pain and sima said that because of his body weight and this i'm just going to cheat i'm just going to give him saline water and she injected him she said sima what you're doing is wrong you are not giving me painkiller you're just giving me saline water i can feel it because the pain is not reduced this is what he told her he said i will do anything we just give me some painkiller because i want to relieve some something sima couldn't do anything she didn't give him any painkiller but he slept the night because she said i promise you i have given you a painkiller and you will sleep she waited till she he slept and he slept the night morning at 4 o'clock he got up and he said i just cannot say something is happening 3 days back what he did he said i can see a shadow somebody come there at the door and you know that time my house was not well lit because he never used to like the glare of the light so you know to see a dim light so he saying that somebody come to the door so i said no nobody i can't see anybody no so he said no no he's standing there he's standing he's just a black frame and he's standing there and he's calling me i said no there's nobody there he said you cannot see i can see him so i thought probably you know like you see movies and also i went back to that but sure enough two days after that 4 o'clock in the morning he became very serious sima came down i have two gynecologists they also came down sima gave him some this you know uh, what to say relief she tried to relieve him of pain and you know she checked his heartbeat she said no it is declining so what we will do we we'll admit him in the hospital we we'll call the ambulance we we'll call the ambulance and we'll he get admitted in asha parik hospital she spoke to somebody and got it but he said no i don't want to go to the hospital i want to be here only he kept his head on my lap and he passed it was just around 4:30 in the morning he passed away so the first thing that i thought was he was relieved of pain i didn't feel that he had gone away relieved of that and then my relatives came in and then things just happened my father now still lived up to 20 years after this operation very soon my mother-in-law got stomach cancer so i was uh, in the meantime i did my ecc course my daughter started she just turned 4 and she was still young she didn't know what had happened she told me i don't want to see my father like this so i will not come down i will go to sima's house 
the dean passed away she came down but she closed her eyes she said i don't want to see like she never asked me where is papa where is appa he is not there why is he missing in the house i don't know something she felt probably that he is no more then one day i sat and explained to her this is what this god loves him more than any of us so he is taken in he got some duty to be there so god has called him on an emergency on emergency basis so she is gone so will he not come back no only on his birthday we will send him balloon saying appa happy birthday we send gas for him to go to the beach and so he used to love the beach so i said we will let out some gas balloons wishing him and god will take it and wish him from that day onwards i did my ecc i did my i was just a graduate i went to aryavidya mandir i joined bhavan's college teaching uh, i was teaching i started the kindergarten there gurukul system i started the kindergarten there and during the afternoon i used to go to do my ecc course at aryavidya mandir early child care education there people were very supportive people were very good there was a psychologist malti arunachalam who really helped me go through the whole thing so one year course i did my university degree my mother came to look after my child and my family support was so great that even if i have to thank them 100 times i don't think i would be able to do that i served in bombay scottish for 23 years my daughter grew up there and she was a good student she did her dm she wanted to become an oncologist but when she passed her exam and she got admission in the medical college she refused to go to, to the medical college she said i want to do bmn she did a mass media and we strongly believe that my husband is always there for us and he helps us during every time of need whenever we need him he is there for us he shadows us so much she is now happily she did a isv and uh, she is happily married she is in dubai she got married to a punjabi boy and he is also the family is a very nice family very understanding very good people but i wouldn't regret that she has gone into a nice family and things are moving on i am now a retired teacher i am 63 years old and things have been very very god has been very very good and kind and he has been there with us always throughout whenever we get something new or good things happen to us we thank god first then we thank appa for having helped us to get things my daughter when she went for a isb interview to hyderabad the last question that was asked to her was something which she wouldn't couldn't uh, answer because she couldn't get a quick answer so she told them just give me two minutes and she told appa appa you your wife wants me to your wife wants me to get into isp this is the last question that they asked this will solve my problem just give me a quick answer she i don't know what flashed into her mind she gave the answer and they said and they sent a letter two three days after that that she would definitely get it right she did a isb with flying colors and now she's working as a brand manager for britannia in dubai 
he has been been missing prakash very much but no doubt he's been there with us i live all alone in amberi in the same house because he's there with us and which uh, 23rd march we celebrated his birthday we had a con call she had uh, baked a cake i too had baked a cake and we all celebrated his birthday with along with my neighbors and on fourth tomorrow is her birthday and i was just thinking of an idea i couldn't just think of anything so that was the time when you called me i'm so sorry not at all hello yes ma'am hello yeah do you want to know anything um no ma'am um thank you so much for your time no no this thing i was just just lying down and thinking how to celebrate her birthday okay aap aise with you ma'am thank you for your time thank you so much thank you thank you so much you are just too brave yeah i am very brave Oh. Yeah, maybe if God just answers us. You know what my daughter told me after he passed away, she became big. She understood what was going on. We didn't have any struggles in life. Actually, after that, we were financially we were we had bought a house for me. They had this house. We had another house in the spring farm where I used to get rent. I had my school. You know, school used to pay me quite well. And even I used to go for tuition. Tuition, the tuition was so good. One was Simon, Rithik uh, Roshan's sister-in-law. I used to teach their children. I used to teach Rithik Roshan's sister's uh, daughter, Suranika, and Jai Vadva. I got, you know, God blessed me. I'm telling you all this because God blessed me with so many good things in life. And it was really, and thank, I, even if I say thank you every moment, it won't be enough. He gave me good people around me. I've never met a bad person. Everybody is so good, so nice, so good. I don't know. So she used to tell me, "Amma, you know what? Papa came to give you your debt. He had taken all your uh, some money from you. He had given you all the luxuries that you had given him last birth. He had come to repay it. This he repaid it anyway. So I didn't have any problem financially." I got a good job. I got good tuition, and he had bought me a house, another house where I used to get rent out of it. So everything went on very smooth. I'm quite happy. I'm not sad at all. My daughter's well settled. Things are going on. Well. So thank you, God. Thank you all for your time, ma'am. Amen. No, 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 no. <laughs> Dimple is doing such a wonderful thing, and you all are also doing such great things. Any time you need my help for anything, I'm there for you. Thank yes, you so much. Good to know you. Father. It it was too good to know your story to know you. Father, uh, I didn't get you. It was really good to talk to you and hear your story. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So there are many things yeah. which I have forgotten, you know. I don't want to remember those things. 
it is a bad time like you know so i don't want to i want to move forward yes and i was most basically a very introvert i have never come out after i got married he said whatever you have not done in your past in your uh, past you can do it now because i was totally protected in my house being the youngest in the house i was very protected I was not allowed to go out alone you know all those things a typical sam ram family but after i got married to him it was like he went once a honeymoon was a one month honeymoon he went to jammu kashmir oh, then we went to nepal for 20 days then we went to goa for 20 days within those four years of my marriage life fifth year of so he was not well but during those days like you know going to nepal and all those things spending so much and a honeymoon one month honeymoon i was just telling my neighbor i went for a one month honeymoon can you imagine at that time <laughs> i went to leelada also you know so those days like we have had fun time so i never decided to get married because people who have lived together for 50 years wouldn't have got that kind of life which i have enjoyed so i didn't want to get married so it was like you know though i had my mother in law and my parents wanted me to get married because i was young and i had a daughter how I, but for me that was a challenge in my life how i would take it up and how i would move forward because he gave me the strength he used to tell me no he would not like if i sit and cry he would not like if i and my mother in law was a very open lady she said you can wear what you want you can wear even your tikka you can wear even your mangal sutra you can wear any kind of clothes you don't have to wear white which i don't want to see you in white please don't do that you wear colored clothes i want to see you like my mother in law father in law my brother in law all were very supportive my sister in law too died of cancer she had lung uh, cancer my father in law had ms my mother in law had uh, stomach cancer he had colon cancer my sister in law had uh, lung cancer so what i only person who is left in my family is my twin his twin brother who is okay he goes for his test he goes for his uh, uh, that he is now fit and fine that is otherwise we had all cancer patients in the house okay thank you okay thank you so much thank you uh, i wish you good luck my prayers are with you ma'am one last thing i want to ask yes uh, yes is there any particular case that you want to share with other patients or other caregivers like going through this journey yeah i don't know i would be happy to tell them my story and tell them how to move forward in life that is very important move if you sit back and if you regret for what has happened and keep recalling it you're not going to move forward it was a real challenge in my life but i still move forward and i will see that my daughter at the age of 50 i did my mn at the age of 50 and i want to prove to my daughter that there is no age bar to study further but she was a good student so she could you know carry herself well and she is doing well but one thing we have learned in this that nothing even this corona virus has taught us that you know no sort of money or wealth or anything is going to stop you 
the puppet we are puppets in his hands and he will rule us hmm it's on okay thank you thank you ma'am thank you Bye. so much you are not Bye. we all are there with you yeah thank you so much <laughs> now i can share with you and i can be with you <laughs> no problem <laughs> you are just a copy ma'am i i will definitely go ahead and you all to go ahead i yeah. feel very nice talking to you all it was very very good talking to you you are became a little emotional towards the end but it's okay you are it was not for me it is history it is a history and it's almost 30 years that these things have happened so it's okay little here and there will <laughs> okay चलो बाय बाय हैव अ नाइस डे बाय थैंक यू टेक केयर टेक केयर